Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with New York Giants fangirl. That's me, your host, Adriana. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, subscribe on YouTube. And today we are going to recap training camp. And then we are also going to preview the Giants versus Lions preseason game that is this Friday August 11th at 7 p.m. Giants football is officially back. We have football every week except for the bye for the next seven months, six or seven months. So um, if you're a Giants fan, you should have about 50 million reasons to be excited. And we're going to go through all the good stuff about camp. We're going to, you know, talk about a little concerns. There are still definitely some question marks there. But I think overall, a lot of us should be feeling good and excited about this upcoming football season. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Now, there have been a couple injuries, so we're going to start with that. But what is most important is that we did not lose anyone long-term. Now, I'm knocking on wood, so we're going to hope that it stays like that. And speaking of knocking on wood, Dable spoke to the media today and said that it was the first practice that the players had with the new turf in it wasn't in MetLife, but it was in one of the buildings, I guess, that had the new turf installed. And he said that overall, there were no issues, knock on wood, and that all the players liked it. They definitely could tell that it felt softer. And Patty Trina had said this about the previous turf at MetLife, is that it it literally felt like concrete. Like if you fell, it felt like there was no padding, there was nothing to cushion your fall. So I am sure that that probably contributed to a lot of injuries. I think we can all agree on that. But with that being said, the injuries for the Giants are looking good so far. Let's all hope and pray that it continues to stay that way. So Marcus McKeithen and Ashawn Robinson were both removed from the pup list today. They will be traveling with the team to Detroit later today and be ready for practice tomorrow. Now, if you're wondering who's still on the pup list, we have Wanda Robinson, who likely will be on the pup list into the start of the season. He tore his ACL in November of last year, so I think it will be a miracle if he's off that list anytime sooner than that. Um, next up is DJ Davidson, who also had a tough injury last year. He's working on coming back. Will he be back before week one? I'm not so sure. And the same goes for Aaron Robinson, who... I assumed by this point would be better and ready to go. I don't know if he's suffered some sort of setback or anything like that. If there's, you know, a reason why he's on pop, I guess, longer than all of us thought he would be. But we'll see what happens with him if he ends up coming back before the season starts. Now, last up, we have to talk about Evan Neal, who was having a good camp and suffered an injury last week at practice. Um, he's It's just a concussion. And I don't say concussion lightly. I say that in the sense that, at least it's not a broken leg or an arm or an ACL or something that he's going to be out for a very long time. Concussions are still very scary. So he is in the concussion protocol. Typically, it's about a week. We will see how that goes over the next few days and whatnot. Um, but I hope that he has a speedy recovery and you know that they take the time and do whatever they need to do with him. Like I said, concussions are very scary. If you're a Yankees fan, you have heard all about what happened with Anthony Rizzo. So we know that the uh, training team has very personalized schedules and um, planning that they do with every player. So we will see what happens with Neil. I don't think anyone should panic if he's not back for week one. We want him to be fully healthy. I, 
I mean preseason. I do not mean week one of the regular season. Um, if he's not ready for the first game this Friday, I think we will all be okay. Let's give him till next week and get him in for preseason game two. So that's it for the injuries. Like I said, we are all going to hope and pray that that is the end of the injuries for now and that we can make it through at least this preseason game, the practices with the Lions, everyone being in one piece. So stay tuned for that. Now, let's talk about the highlights from camp because there were lots. And the first thing that I want to talk about is Mr. Daniel Jones. The biggest point that I want to make is, for those of you who don't know, the way that Dable runs training camp and the other coaches is that basically throw everything at the players. They want to see how they handle adversity. They want to see how they do um, in difficult situations. And especially for guys like rookies, people who are new to the system, all of these players are learning a lot as they go. So, you know, let's throw everything at them and see how they handle it. Now, last year, that's exactly what Dable and Wink did coming out of camp. And all of the reports last year were talking about how Daniel Jones looks terrible and he doesn't know what he's doing out there and he's thrown more interceptions and yada, yada, yada. This year, I hope that you have all seen the opposite because everything that I have seen from being at practices, everything that I have heard from the media who's been there every single day, the coaches have said it, the players have said it, everyone is on the same page when it comes to Daniel Jones and that he looks confident. He is commanding the offense. He looks like he knows what he's doing out there and he just looks like almost like he's a little bit at peace. Now, that's not to say that if he makes a bad throw or he does something wrong, the coaches are getting in his face and he is hard on himself about that. I think we have all seen that from him. But I mean, even from looking at the giant social media, I'm sure you guys all watch all of their videos and stuff like that, just like I do. But you can tell he seems he's more confident. He's smiling. He seems happier. And he just seems like he's in a really good position this year. And I, I don't care if you don't like Jones, whatever, you're entitled to your opinion. But I think that we can all agree that going into this year, he has a lot more weapons and talent around him that are only going to help him. So, you know, if you're not on Team Jones, I hope that seeing these things and seeing the growth in the last year and, you know, everything that he's done to try and get this team to win, I hope that that just makes you feel a little bit better about him. So we're going to continue on with the offense because this is the first time in a long time. I think we're all extremely excited about this offense. And again, it's the same thing that I'm talking about when it comes to the weapons. But I mean, we have watched some really awful Giants football in the last few years. And Brandon London and I talked about this, you know, where the offense was just a kind of atrocious to watch. I mean, they're making mistakes, getting flags, can't score. I can't catch the ball. The drops are out of control. I mean, just a million different things going wrong. And this year, I feel really excited to watch this offense. And I know from talking to a lot of you guys that you feel the same way. And how could you not be? If you went to camp, and even if you didn't go to camp, please watch videos of Darren Waller if you haven't already. He's a monster, an absolute monster. And if he stays healthy, he is going to absolutely destroy defenses week in and week out. And he, you know, is one of the guys that I'm the most excited about. And I think a lot of us as Giants fans probably feel the same way. Like I said, how could you not be excited about him? But 
he's really being used a lot as a wide receiver. And, you know, I've heard some concerns from Giants fans who say, like, we still don't have a number one receiver. You know, all of these guys are, I mean, they're all great wide receivers. Maybe they're not Justin Jefferson, but how many Justin Jeffersons are there in the league? There's really not that many. So when you have someone like Darren Waller, who's got the size of a tight end, but the speed and the talent of a wide receiver, we are going to see him in a million different looks this season. And his size alone is automatically making him a number one target for Jones. Forget about the fact that he's fast. Forget about the fact he has good hands. He can run good routes. He's got everything you want in either a wide receiver or tight end. Maybe he's not the best blocker, but we don't need him to do that because we have Daniel Bellinger. So he is just one guy that I cannot wait to see on the field this season. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of a disappointment here. So we're probably not going to see him until week one. We won't get to see the flashes and the excitement in preseason. Maybe he'll get a series with Jones and some of the other starters this week. But overall, I mean, just seeing the things that he could do at camp just made me absolutely thrilled again to have him as a giant and to see what he can do this year. So speaking of some of the wide receivers and the speed, how can we not talk about guys like Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, and Darius Slayton? Now we all know that Darius Slayton is fast. He's a good route runner. When he's on, he's on. He was not the number one wide receiver for the Giants for multiple le- weeks last week for no reason um him and jones they just have that connection they always had and i think we're going to see a lot of that this season but seeing someone like jalen hyatt come in and as a rookie and this is why you know i tell you guys to and you know i'm guilty of doing this myself but i try to just really like read things through and not jump to conclusions when you hear that jalen hyatt's not with the ones or people are saying that he had bad at otas He's a rookie. It takes a lot of time to learn. Dable has said it multiple times in his press conference. Yes, he's happy with how Hyatt has moved along, but he still has work to do. He's young. A lot of these guys are young. They're learning the offense for the first time, aside from the fact that all of the things they're learning as a rookie. So, you know, Hyatt really progressed as camp went on. And I think coming out of camp, everyone should be really excited about him. He's made some great contested catches. He's fast as hell. He was marked at running 24 miles an hour on one of his routes, which is right up there with Tyreek Hill. So that was before the pads. We're going to see how that continues on with the pads. But one of the reasons that the Giants really liked Hyatt was the speed factor. And that's one of the things that Joe Shane really talked about this offseason. You know, when people were asking, do you need a number one and blah, blah, blah. And his answer was the speed is most important. You don't need a number one wide receiver to make it. To the Super Bowl. So I'm really excited about Hyatt. We are absolutely going to see him a lot this year. He's going to be involved in that rotation in the slot. And, you know, on the outside, he's going to be used for the long ball like Darius Slayton has been used. I just think he's he's going to be a really big piece to this offense this year. And again, I think everyone should be excited. And, you know, the same thing when people are talking about, oh, well, he has a really small route tree. Does he or did the University of Tennessee not use him in the different ways that we've seen them? It's the same thing with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones looked bad the last two years with Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator. Do I need to say anything else? Forget about the fact that his wide receivers were embarrassing. Forget about the fact that everyone was hurt. Forget about the fact that the offensive line couldn't block if their life depended on it. 
He was only going based on what the offense was giving him. The same thing goes for Jalen Hyatt. So there is should be no concern among fans of, oh, well, Hyatt can only run three different routes. First of all, you're wrong. He's already run about five or six different routes between OTAs and camp, and it's only going to improve the more he feels confident in this offense and the more creative Mike Kafka is and can give him those different types of routes to run. So have no fear. Jalen Hyatt is going to be just fine. Last, we have to talk about Paris Campbell because he is another guy who's coming in here with the speed factor. He's a veteran. He's professional. He knows what to do. He's learning the offense quickly. Him and Jones have developed a rapport very quickly. Him and Waller have already become the top two targets for Daniel Jones. And I think that is going to be something that will continue throughout this season. So another guy that I'm super excited about, he's got good hands. He's a great route runner, makes contested catches. I saw some beautiful catches from him at camp. So he's another guy that just is super exciting. And like I said, I mean, some of the creative stuff that we're going to see from this offense this year is unlike anything that we have seen as Giants fans in the last few years. And that alone should make everyone excited to watch Giants football. So as we continue on, I need a little sip here of my coffee for those of you who aren't watching. Let's talk about the offensive line because this is a concern that I think a lot of us have had. Completely fair. I am the first one who has talked repeatedly year after year about how concerned I am about this offensive line. So what I will say is that the coaching staff and Joe Shane has been doing everything they can to try and upgrade this offensive line. And there's been a lot of different rotations at camp. So for those of you who maybe haven't seen it, let's talk about some of the different rotations. So obviously Andrew Thomas is not having any rotations. He's Andrew Thomas, one of the best in the league. There's nothing to worry about with him. Let's talk about Evan Neal, who obviously we already talked about. He left with a concussion, but prior to that, he was getting better practice after practice. So he's definitely improving. He moves faster than he did last year. I think the stance change also really made a big difference for him. So he's someone that obviously there's still a little bit of question marks around, but between all of the one-on-one -on -one reps, he only lost a couple of them. And I think that's a big improvement over what we saw last year. So now with Neil being out with the injury, you guys might not believe this if you didn't see it with your own two eyes, but Matt Pert, the same Matt Pert who has dealt with some injury issues and who has really not looked very good at all when he's been out there, got snaps at right tackle. Um, Tibbs got to him pretty good, which I think is probably not a surprise to anyone, but Thibodeau is obviously one of the best players on the team, so um, no surprise there. But overall, Pert has been having a better camp than probably most of us, myself included, expected. And Dable also said that Pert is definitely shaping up and he's had a pretty good camp. So in the chance that Evan Neal goes down and we need some help this season, do we feel confident that Pert is that guy? You know, I'm not so sure. Maybe we'll see about how he does in preseason. But I think we can feel confident that this coaching staff is doing everything that they can with every single player on this team, whether it's the offensive line or not, to build them up to be the best player that they can be and to really take advantage of whatever talent and skills that they already have in them. And we know that Bobby Johnson is the guy. He knows what he's doing. He has made really impressive moves with a lot of the guys on the line. And I expect nothing less with someone from Pertz. So we will see how that goes. Now, moving along to center, I know everyone is super excited about John Michael Smith, obviously myself included. I was hyped 
when the Giants got him in the second round. So he got most of the first team reps at center, which again is probably not a surprise to anyone. Um, they did give Bredesen a few reps over at center. So I don't think that that position is going to be rotating once the season starts, but I think there's a possibility that during preseason, they'll give Bredesen some looks there. Part of it could just be to give John Michael a break. Part of it could just be to see if Bredesen should really be the backup and maybe they should have someone else at left and right guard. So we'll continue to watch it. Again, I think John Michael is going to end up getting that starting job, but let's see how things progress throughout the preseason. Now, let's talk about the guard position because there has definitely been some rotations on both sides, left and right. So starting with right, last year, Glowinski was pretty much the right guard. I think think it's likely that he's going to end up being the right guard, but throughout camp, the rotation, they've added in Tyree Phillips, who did get some snaps at right guard last year. Um, they've added him into the rotation as well as, well as Bredesen. And again, I, Bredesen, I think, is going to end up mostly starting at left guard, but there is the possibility that Joshua Zudu could end up winning that job. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of out of him coming off the injury and stuff like that. He's a guy to keep an eye on during preseason, but if he magically ends up winning that left guard job, then there's a possibility that we could see Bredesen in the rotation at right guard. Again, I'm not really so sure how that's going to pan out, but we will continue to watch. So the left guard rotation, like I said, has been Joshua Azudu and Bredesen. So Bredesen has just been getting all the snaps at interior offensive line. And, you know, part of it might just be that they like his flexibility, that maybe they can think about starting Azudu and Glow at left and right guard. And then they can rotate in someone like Bredesen at any of those positions if they need help. So again, that's where it's at right now, about 10 practices in. And once preseason picks up, we will definitely see how that progresses. Rounding out the offense, I want to go back to the wide receivers for a second because Sterling Shepard and Jamison Crowder, both off the pup list. Shep looks amazing. You never know that he's been hurt. I don't know what he does, but the fact that he is back at camp and looking like himself again is impressive. Him and Jones have an amazing rapport. Um, we all love Shep. There's nothing not to like about him. And, you know, I think, of course, we would all love to see him make this 53, even though there's really a lot of competition at the receiver position, um, especially when it comes to the slot. So Jamison Crowder off the pup, he also had a pretty good camp. He does have special teams experience. I didn't see him used in the kick or punt return game um, during camp, but it does it doesn't mean that we won't see that during preseason. So keep your eyes on him, see if he gets any special teams experience. Real quickly about special teams, Eric Ray was used as kick returner. Um, and then last year, I believe they had Gary Brightwell as punt returner. So I don't care who's that punt returner as long as it's anyone but a Dory Jackson. Because when I was there at day one of camp, I saw Dory Jackson back there and I was... I was waiting for Dable to come around because I was like, you get close to me. I'm going to scream at you. Please, for the love of God, do not do that again. Now, in the practices after that, I did not see Adori returning balls. So we are all going to keep our fingers crossed that that does not happen again. And between Crowder, um, Gary Brightwell, Eric Gray, they also had Khalil Pimpleton and Jaden Mickens doing returns. I don't it could be any one of those. I don't care who it is as long as it's not Adori Jackson please. And thank you. Last up, we have to talk about Cole Beasley because I know there was a lot of panic when the Giants signed him. And my biggest thing, again, that I try to say to you guys is like, take things with a grain of salt. It doesn't really mean anything. He's just a camp body. He could just as easily get cut after the first preseason game as he could maybe make the 53. So 
But if you were at camp, I hope that seeing him on the field made you feel like if he ends up getting a spot on the 53, that you feel good about it because he looked really good out there. He might be 34, but he's still a good route runner. He's got good hands. Him and Jones seem to develop a rapport very quickly and some sort of connection. He was a good target for Jones. Um, He did get snaps with the twos and stuff like that, but I would keep your eyes on him during preseason because I think that we're absolutely going to see more of him throughout the next few weeks. So the last thing I'll say about the offense, um, I'm obviously not touching on every player. I think we can all agree that none of us are worried about guys like Daniel Bellinger, who just have been absolutely killing it. I mean, he, he bulked up. It didn't really bulk up. His arms are out of control. I will not stop talking about them because when I saw them in person, I was like, Oh my God, those photos were serious. He is jacked. He caught pretty much every ball that came his way. He's an awesome blocker. I think we all know that Bellinger, as long as he stays healthy, which I'm really not that worried about him. The whole I thing was a total fluke last year. Um, I think he's going to go off and have an excellent year this year. So if you have a fantasy draft coming up this year or soon, I mean, I would probably pick him up if you can't get Darren Waller. Um, He's a guy that I will be adding to my team. And then another guy we could touch on briefly is Lawrence Cager, who was rotated in with the ones a little bit here and there. We saw some good stuff out of him last year at the tight end position. We may continue to see that this year. And um, I mean, nothing to write home about when it comes to him. He's a reliable, for the most part, um, pass catcher and a decent blocker. So we'll, you know, continue to keep eyes on him during preseason. But let's talk about the defense, because I think I talked a little bit longer than I thought I was going to. (laughs) Um, All right, let's start off with Mr. Kayvon Thibodeau, who I know going into year two, every single one of us is absolutely hyped about, as we should be. One thing that Thibodeau said recently when he spoke to the media, someone asked him about why he was running a lot during practice. And if you were there, you saw him on the sidelines alone, just like running sprints all over the field. And I remember thinking like, is he in trouble? Like, is Joe Judge back here? Why is he just all of a sudden running all these sprints? And he said to the media that after all the reps he took last year, he could feel himself getting winded and getting tired. And that's one thing that he really wanted to focus on going into this year is he wants to be able to play all those snaps and still feel like he's strong and in shape enough as he was the first couple reps. So um, I love to hear that. Tibbs is one of those guys that is never not working. And he is going to be a guy that, again, if he's healthy, I just – feel really confident that he's going to kill it this year. And I think he could have double digit sacks. Uh, Same goes for Aziz. The biggest thing when it comes to Aziz is health. He's had a couple rest days here and there, probably preventatively just because of all the injuries that he's dealt with, but he is a really fast rusher. And I just think that if anyone can get to the quarterback and just absolutely nail it this year, it's him. Uh, but the health obviously being the big question. So again, we're all going to hope and pray that Aziz stays healthy because he is going to have a monster year if he does. Now we have to talk about the cornerback position because someone came out of left field. And if you have not heard anything about Trey Hawkins, the third yet, I am going to enlighten you. He was the sixth round draft pick for the Giants in the 2023 draft. A guy coming in, six-round pick out of Old Dominion, has very minimal expectations from probably the coaching staff and from all of us. And Hawkins said, I'm going to change that. He went from being a sixth-round pick with probably just kind of see how he does out there. 
he commanded reps with the ones. And Dable was asked a couple times in pressers throughout the last two weeks, you know, what has Hawkins done to get in with the ones, to be playing opposite Tay, to move a Dory to the slot? corner position. I mean, you have to look really good to be able to do that. There is no doubt that Adoree is the best cornerback on this team. That's not even a question. So the fact that he, Hawkins III, was playing well enough to get to that position says a lot. And Dable said he earned it. So we gave him the reps and he's continued to earn it, which I think is the biggest thing. He didn't get out there in those reps with the ones and decide, you know, well, I'm out with the ones so I can kind of chill and, you know, I can do whatever I want because I got here. He worked hard to continue to earn those reps every single day. And that's one of my favorite things about this coaching staff is that they don't care where you, where you came from, you have to earn it. And that says a lot. So we know that Tay Banks is going to be, the starting corner. I think we all thought it was going to be Adori. Completely fair, right? Adori and Tay on the outside, and then Cordell Flott or Darnay Holmes in the slots. I think we um, would probably all agree that we would prefer Cordell Flott. He has a lot less penalties than Darnay Holmes does, and I think he's a little bit faster. So he also has better hands. Um, so that was the original thing. Something we're really going to keep an eye on in preseason is what they're doing now and what they've done in camp the last few days is they've had Hawkins and Banks on the outside and then a Dory in the slot. So we're going to continue to watch for that. Now, obviously, a Dory is not going to get a ton of reps in preseason. So we'll continue to see if Hawkins ends up staying on the outside, if they just rotate Flot and Darnay Holmes in the slot position. That's going to be, I think, a big battle that we all should be keeping our eyes on during these next few weeks of preseason. So overall, I think we should feel pretty good about the corner situation because there is a lot of talent there. Now, I'm going to say the same thing about Tay Banks as I did about Jalen Hyatt because I have heard some concerns. Banks wasn't with the ones. Banks looks like he's struggling. Is Banks going to be okay? Is he going to start week one? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, he's a rookie. He's learning. If you have not been at camp and you've just been following along on Twitter or whatnot, go through the beat writers tweets. You will see from day one to day 10, the progression and the improvement that Banks has made. So please do not worry about Tanks, Tay Banks. He's a rookie. He's for sure going to have some, you know, rookie mistakes. I mean, if he doesn't, more power to him, but I think we should all be prepared that as a rookie, he's not going to be perfect out there, right? So he has been playing well, though, and definitely improving. And I think he's going to be a guy that we should all be really excited about. I personally would like to see him maybe put on a little bit of weight. I'm not sure if that's something that the Giants have talked to him about, but he's fast, um, like Flot. Flot put on a little bit of weight. It's not super noticeable, I didn't think, um, but he was so lean last year that I guess, you know, 10 pounds or so did make a big difference on his body. So I think that helps, and we'll see if the same thing happens with Tay maybe throughout this offseason. But overall, not super uh, concerned about Tay Banks. Talking about the safety, another camp battle. We got two more. Uh, we're going to go through safety and linebackers because those are the two biggest concerns, I think, over at the defense when it comes to who's playing what. 
Um, outside of that, I don't really think there's much to talk about with the defensive line. We all know what Dexter and Leo are. We know what Kayvon and Aziz are. The biggest thing there is health. We haven't seen a lot from Sean Robinson because he's been on the pub list. And Nacho had an awful car accident, which thank God he made it out okay with no severe injuries, but he was just resting after the car accident. So we haven't seen a ton from him, but I believe that we will during preseason. But I don't think the line, the defensive line, is anything to really be concerned about. The Giants also just added a nose tackle. Um, I forget his first name, his last name's Jeter. So we might have another Jeter in New York. Uh, but we will see what happens from him if these guys get any sort of playing time during the preseason game on Friday. Back to the safety position. Obviously, no one's worried about Xavier McKinney. He's his hand is good, no mitt, nothing. He's out there looking amazing. He's also been wearing the green dot and calling plays. Again, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. Um, Xavier obviously has the starting safety position. Now, the question is who's going to start opposite Xavier? And the Giants brought in some pretty good veterans at the safety position during this offseason. And then, of course, they still had guys like Jason Pinnock, um, Nick McLeod, and Dane Belton. We're all in the mix for the safety position. And I think coming out of camp, the biggest thing that we have learned or saw is that Jason Pinnock pretty much got all of the reps opposite Xavier McKinney. So it seems like Pinnock is going to end up being the starter. Now, guys like Dane Belton, who also had a good camp, he did really well with the twos. He did get some snaps with the ones. We will see if he ends up edging out Pinnock for that position. Now, I think Belton is going to get a lot of snaps during preseason. So again, he's someone to really keep your eye on and see how he does if he gets, if he plays well enough during preseason to warrant the starting job opposite Xavier McKinney. So we'll see about that. Now, the other guys they brought in, McCain and Aruwe, I think a lot of us thought, especially someone like McCain, were probably going to get most of the snaps opposite Xavier. But haven't really seen a lot from either of them. You know, they've had a couple good plays here and there, but nothing to write home about. So again, keep an eye on them during preseason. I personally feel like Belton is going to be able to beat out both of them, but time will tell. Last up, let's talk about the linebackers. Obviously, we know Bobby Okereke is number one. There's no concern there. The concern coming out is who's going to get that number two spot. Is it going to be Micah McFadden or is it going to be Darian Beavers? Now, Beavers dealt with an injury last year, so he's coming back. He says he's perfectly healthy. He's just happy to be back playing football and that he is going to give it his all out there. And obviously, he just wants to play. So he's a guy that I feel very strongly about and super high on him and think that he's improved throughout camp and personally feel like towards the end of camp, he got that little bit of an edge on McFadden, but McFadden also had a really great camp. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens here. It's very possible that throughout preseason, they will just rotate the two of them in and out. And they also might do that during the regular season until one of them really emerges as the number one. Maybe they won't and they'll just get 50, 50 on the snaps. Who knows? We will see. Either way, I think it's an interesting position and interesting battle to continue to watch. So overall, I hope that you guys feel as good about camp as I did. I just feel like this team is really shaping up to be something good and something better than maybe we had expected. Yes, there's still question marks. I think there's always going to be question marks unless there's a clearly defined number one player at every position and not every team is lucky to have that and we might just not be that team. And I think what we saw from last year is that 
you don't necessarily need that to win football games. And, you know, what we have going for us too is we very much have that edge from the coaching staff. Our coaching staff is amazing. So we definitely have that going for us, which is awesome. So I'm excited about this season. Let's talk about the first preseason game against the Lions. So the Giants are in Detroit this week. They fly out today, Monday. They have a joint practice Tuesday and Wednesday with the team. I believe that they have Thursday off. It might just be a walkthrough. And then they have the game on Friday night. So I think I kind of touched on a lot of it earlier in the podcast. But I would say what, I, what I'm looking forward to getting out of Friday, I don't really care if they win. Would it be nice if they walked out with a win? Sure. At the end of the day, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. What matters is the reps that the players get and how they look getting those reps. So like I said, I don't know how much, you know, ones-on-ones we're going to see. We might see just a series. We might see nothing. If we don't see anything from the ones, these are the guys that I'm focused on. First up is the offensive line, the left guard and right guard rotation. Is Tyree Phillips going to be good enough to beat out Mark Lewinsky? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Who's going to get the left guard? Is it going to be Bredesen? Is it going to be Azudu? Is Azudu capable of playing up against the ones? I'm not so sure. And like with the Lions, I assume that they'll probably mirror what the Giants do. So if they only play a series, they only play a series. Maybe Phillips and Azudu will get those reps in with the ones and see how they go against the Lions ones. Again, I'm not so sure. But they will get some good practice this week going against guys who are not their teammates. So that is absolutely going to help them big time. So focusing on the line, the slot position, obviously, I think is going to be an exciting and important position to watch because we are going to have Beasley, Crowder. Um, I don't really think that we're going to see guys like Campbell and Shep, but we will definitely see those two guys. Maybe we're going to see Mickens in there. Maybe we're going to see Pimpleton. Maybe we're going to see um, Hyatt. We're definitely going to see Hyatt as a rookie, so we're going to see how he does. Um, we probably won't see a lot of Isaiah Hodgins. So I think those are going to be the guys that I'm mostly focused on. Beasley, um, Crowder, and Hyatt. Big time on Hyatt, of course. Um, and then, you know, the tight end position. Would I like to see more from Lawrence Cager? Sure. I would also like to see more from Tommy Sweeney. I don't know if he's going to be able to battle out someone like Cager. It's very possible, but we'll probably see a lot of Sweeney. Um, Ryan Jones is also going to be involved in the mix. He's coming back from an injury. I don't know how much playing time he'll get, but we might see him a little bit. Um, And then I think from the offensive perspective, like I'm not really worried about Tyron. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on someone like Eric Gray. Matt Breida is probably going to be getting a lot of snaps. Maybe the two of them go 50-50. We'll see how they do. Um, You'll probably see James Robinson a lot, so keep an eye on him. Is he going to have what it takes to battle it out with someone like Eric Gray or Matt Breida? I don't know, but we'll find out. And then the defense is the same, right? We want to see things from guys like Ashawn Robinson and Nacho, who we haven't seen in a Giants uniform, and we haven't really seen much during camp. Let's see how they do against the Lions. Um, the McFadden and Beavers competition is going to be exciting. Keep an eye on those two guys. I will absolutely be focused on them. The slot cornerback position is going to be a big 
question mark rotation two. Is it going to be flawed? Is it going to be a Dory? Is it going to be Darnay Holmes? That's a position to watch for. And then I think, you know, the cornerback and safety, I think we more so know how it's going to pan out. But if Jason, Jason Pinnock is not getting the bulk of those reps, how is Dane Belting holding up? He's in his second year in the system. How's he doing with the blitzing schemes? How is he doing playing in the box? Like those are the kind of things that I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on, especially from the guys who are not rookies seeing how they do. And then, you know, the starting corner, Tay Banks is someone, of course, that we're going to be keeping our eyes on. You know, how's he doing as a rookie progressing and keeping up with the piece of play and things like that. So um, overall, I just think it's it's a great time to be a Giants fan. And we have not been able to say that for a long time. And I just think knowing the way that Shane and Dable and Wink and Kafka and all of the other coaches have run things, I just think we can feel really good overall about the future of this team, at least the immediate future, right? So when it comes to the Lions game on Friday, stay tuned. We are, you know, I'll be sharing with you guys some good plays, some bad plays, and we'll we'll be grading these players, you know, in our own heads and see how they do and maybe make some predictions on who we think is going to get more snaps in the second preseason game. So with that being said, I will wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. Again, please subscribe, rate, review. If you like the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love for you to bring other Giants fans in here. So we can all talk about the Giants. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And um, I will be back next week and we will recap the Lions game and preview preseason game number two.